the hat trick of fun. You're already telling. You start early. It's your pals. Ed and Sean. And the show you know is Geeksters. Welcome to 156 Part 3 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. <laughs> I'm your host, Sean. Would you like to explain for your breakdown, Ed? You want me to do it? Why you laugh? There you go. Okay, here's a little behind the scenes. Every once in a while, I tell you what's going on behind the scenes. When we go to do the studio, we come home, we come back here to two bid production studios, and we do, you know, um, the post and post production. When we do this, the the opening theme song, uh, we're, I'm usually bopping my head or something like this. But this time I was doing the old thoughtful chin rub, <laughs> but I was doing it in the in everything that. Imagine like have your hand like okay, if people can play at home, right? Next time you listen to the opening theme, put your hand like under your chin, and then when you hear that, the guitar just go down and back up, stroking your stroking chin. your chin. And then right when you hear like the guitar that bam, you just do a point like oh, and then go back to rubbing your chin, right? <laughs> and and Ed for some reason I'm gonna say exhaustion <laughs> found it extremely funny to the point where he was completely <laughs> giggling through the whole opening. Well, the thing is, I'm not really looking at him. Uh, I try not to look at him because <laughs> he doesn't look at me. Because <laughs> he does something goofy that makes me laugh. But he's first. I, I just noticed he was like tapping the 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 first rhythm on his chin with his finger. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is he doing? And then he starts doing this shrugging of the chin. Me, me, <laughs> and then he points up like, oh, I got something. And then he goes down. He goes back to. <laughs> and I just lost it. <laughs> uh. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show, by the way. Um, yeah, here in part three, we bring you nerd news. And if you listen long, it's, it's kind of, I'm going to say it's kind of like a, of an extra long episode because it's one of those rare moments where Ed gets angry. <laughs> he kind of had this whole like, in the last article, so you're going to have to wait a little bit, but uh, trust me, it pays off at the end. <laughs> like He's just like, like he was so angry we'll we'll, we'll dwell into that at the end of the episode but you know in the meantime sit back relax and uh, see you at the end and we're back you're listening to Geeks is live on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio TuneIn and iHeartRadio just try to Aquanet Radio on those apps alright Ed let's get to the news okay well a while back we announced that uh, Michelle Nichols of Star Trek fame, of uh, Ahura, yeah, is she was going to do a mission for NASA? Yes, she did it this past week. Really? Yes. Oh, cool. Yes, the eighty-two-year-old who played Ahura was on the um, <laughs> Sophia. It's a NASA telescope, and they were going to bring it out into the upper atmosphere, basically, to launch it out so they can. View out into space and see what's going on. And All that right. was their mission to do it. And she was a part of the, the crew that uh, went out and did it. So That's uh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, did, did, any quotes from her or anything? Um, You know what? There is a few quotes. I'm not just going to post it. I'm going to post it and let you guys catch it out on Geeksters Radio there. And, uh, and uh, you know. While you're hitting it, go hit the like button, too, while you're in it. Walka, walka. walka. <laughs> <laughs> 
Michelle Nichols, the first live Star Trek person to be in space. That's right. <laughs> she actually was in space. Yes. I mean, James Doohan was too, but he wasn't there to kind of witness it. <laughs> and maybe he was, but his ashes definitely <laughs> were. Right. She can at least tell a story about how it was. <laughs> be hard to get an interview out of him. All right. Well, uh, that's good. I'm glad. Congratulations. Um, not only uh, African American female astronaut, yes, famous person too. Yeah. So uh, yeah. hopefully it gives Nats a few more uh, <coughs> space dollars there to spend, so we can uh, uh, get to bring that space program back I, together. I heard a little thing that you know the again I saw the trailer for The Martian with uh, Matt Damon, mm-hmm. which again looks phenomenal. It just looks really good. Yeah. Um, especially it's the only trailer that I've ever heard them use the word shit in. <laughs> I mean, because usually trailers just be like real fa- family friendly, and I'm sure the movie's PG 13 and all. Yeah. But, you know, in the trailer, he's like, I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd laugh every time because I'm always like, holy mackerel. Like, they, they, they let that slide. I'm like, all right, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. All I'm, right. I, I can't wait. But I heard that, that that movie is so good that it might revitalize our. Um, a desire to explore space again. All right. Let's know, hope. I don't know why Star Wars isn't doing that, but all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Take science. 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 Okay, what else? Let's talk Buffy. Nicholas Brandon. Xander. Xander, yes. Apparently, though, he has been in recently in trouble for the last... He's been going in and out in trouble like most... Like I would say this past year has been kind of a rough year for him. Yes. I remember seeing him at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And he had a pack line, and this was, uh, I think, the same year Stanley was there. Mm-hmm. It was like, so I got his autograph, blah, blah, blah. It was a good time. Then he showed up at the Monster Mania that same year, and there was nobody there for him. <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody there for him. That All right, Ed. <laughs> I got spit it on. I got spit it on. We have to, we'll have to change the mics around, so I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but apparently he's been uh, he, alcoholism is his uh, right. He's been arrested several times, and he was on Doctor Phil not too recently that uh, he was looking for help. Yeah, because when you're a celebrity and you need help, Doctor Phil is right there on top of, of the, my list of go-to people. It'd be Doctor Phil, then Doctor Drew. <laughs> I hate them both. I really. And I'm, then, so, I'm sorry. I, and then you might as well go to Doctor Seuss after I, I, that. I mean, I, I hope. I hope he does help people. I really mm. do. But I just can't believe that like a licensed therapist on television, like really helps people. Like I, I, I know I, he does things out, outside the show, and this is just kind of right. like you know, like they tell the story and he kind of gives advice. Yeah, and I, I know, but there's something I don't know. But any any television doctor, like Doctor I, I mean, okay, in my in my professional opinion. It would be Dr. Phil, Dr. Drew, Dr. Oz, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> That's the people that you kind of don't want uh, medical help from. Okay. You know? <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're really serious about your, your issues or your troubles, I would go to – do it privately. Go yeah. to a private practitioner so that way it's not all this fanfare – People would tend to take you, I think, a little bit more seriously. You know, like, it's not like, oh, I need help. I, it's like, if you want to apologize for something you do wrong, it's always, I'm sorry, and then, boom, you check in the rehab. Yeah. Here, and it seems to be like, also, there's the, 
I did something wrong. I need to apologize. I'll go talk to Dr. Phil. <laughs> and I just don't, I like, I, I mean, I like Nicholas Brandon and I think that he, he was very nice to me when I met him. Yeah. He was really nice to my sister when she talked to him. Yeah. Even I met him in Boston <clears throat> when we did the, it was kind of like the wizard world, but it was the, the Buffy venture because right. it was all the, uh, besides uh, Michelle Gall, Sarah Michelle Gallagher Gall- and David Boreas, right? They weren't there. The only two, but the and of course the Willow, Willow, right? But the rest of them Alice were there. <laughs> yes, but the rest of them were there. And like I followed my wife because she would get autographs, and I had like all the stuff. Like you were the guy holding the purse, right? Well, the the magazines and <laughs> right. stuff, that, the stuff that you know the, that she wanted signed because it was stuff that she collected through the the time because right. she's a big Buffy the Vampire right. Slayer fan. So I had a uh, was a uh, son of a bitch. Kitchen Confidential was a, a series that he acted in. Okay, and uh, so she had the season, the the season one, like the only season I think. Right. Was. So he had me sign, and he really was taken back by it. So he was he was proud to sign it. You know, he was really right. happy. So, but uh, I figured Entertainment Tonight actually had the story. So I'm going to play the Entertainment Tonight story real quick for you. Oh, I hope so, the sound works. All right, Ted. <laughs> so let's see how this works. Okay. Many of you may remember Nicholas Brandon. He used to be a big star on Vampire Slayer. Well, now he's struggling with alcoholism, has been arrested, and when he sat down to talk with Dr. Phil, things went off the rails fast. You were at the bar last night. We're done. I'm not doing this. In a dramatic display, Nicholas storms off the set on Wednesday's episode. So, at this point, Nicholas has walked off the stage, ripped off his mic. Nicholas Brennan had been in rehab three times. He'd been arrested five times in eight months. Right. He was desperate, and he came to you. I asked him a couple of questions. One of them, mm-hmm. have you been drinking? No. I can smell alcohol on you. Is it just from the night before? Because the night before, he had been thrown out of the hotel we had set him up in. I'm not here to kind of have people laugh at Nicholas was a fan favorite as Xander Harris on Buffy and later as an FBI guy on Criminal Minds. Yes. He says his downward spiral into alcohol addiction is a result of depression. Dual diagnosis means that I'm crazy and I'm drunk. If you really (laughs) don't want to get sober, I'm the last guy you want to invite into your life. (laughs) If I get involved, I will haunt you till the end of the year. Get the fuck out of here, Phil. You're not even a real doctor. So there you go. There you go. He's I, look. Yeah. I, I hope he gets the help. I'm he so, needs. You know, I, I really do. I like him as a as a person, as an actor. You know, the last thing I want to hear is a tragedy struck Buffy a Vampire Slayer. You know, you, you don't want to hear that. You never want to hear about any people, anybody yes. that you love or admire or even mm-hmm. like a little bit. I hope he gets the help that he needs. But Phil, Doctor Phil, is not the guy you want to go to. Dr. Phil is the guy you want to go to when you want to make a, a spectacle out of it. Right. Because you're going to get paid to be on the show. Yeah. You're going to, you know, and it's Dr. Phil who does the old, like, I call, it's the common sense form of therapy. It's like, if you want to stop taking drugs, go in the rehab. <laughs> well, maybe there's more issues. No, the issue is you need to go to rehab. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can lead, a, you can lead a, a, a horse to water, but that doesn't make him a duck. What? What's that mean, Phil? It means you're a horse. You're not a duck. Get help. <laughs> it's it's definitely like this. You know, it's it's the common sense of, oh, you burn your hand every time you touch a hot stove. Stop touching it. 
Like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm cured. You mean it was that simple, Dr. Phil? You've changed my life. It hurts when I do this, Dr. Phil. Stop doing that. Genius. I just, I'm like, like I said, I hope he gets that. Because I actually, when I, when I found that he was on, um, I walked by, my, my dad loves criminal intent. I mean, yeah. uh, criminal, criminal minds. And I walked by and I saw him on and I was like, oh my God, it's Xander. He's got a job. <laughs> because to me, because like once he was after, after Buffy was done, he, a lot of those people just disappeared. Right. If you didn't do other things while the show was going on, there was there was only a handful of actors that survived. Of course, David Boreanaz is doing Bones. He for went to, he went to right to Bones. Right. Allison Hannigan went right to How I Met Your Mother. Sarah Michelle Gellar kind of disappeared off the face of the yeah. earth a little bit. Um, the guy who plays Spike, James Marsden, disappeared. Juliet Landau disappeared. Um, right. And I mean, like they do conventions, so you get to see them, you know. Yeah. But it's kind of like to me, it's like I feel bad for these people. Really, do because, sometimes we talked about that. Yeah, yeah because you feel. You're in awe of these people because they've entertained you in a way, you know. You, type of, you but, feel like, especially like, like when you when you watch this, when you're a fan of a show or a movie, they become a part of your life. Yeah. And when you see them at a convention, you're like, oh my god, I get to see them. But then there's also a part going, oh, I see them at a convention, right? Like, like, like what, you couldn't get a job. Like, yeah, you kind of go. Like, I, I, you know, you, you feel bad. I'm laughing, but it's just you, you kind of feel bad because it's just like, yeah, there's this, this is your life now, like. You you you're so tight pigeonholed in your character. Yeah, your stereotype. It's, it's stereotype. what happened to Adam West. Yes, that it's hard for you to break out of that and be somebody <clears throat> else because they see you as that character. Any casting agent will will, will say that. Like uh, um, I can't remember the woman's name. Uh, the Vengeance Demon. Uh, Who? The, I heard the Vengeance Demon. I was like, what? <laughs> the Vengeance Demon and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, Anna. Anna. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget her name. But <sighs> we we actually would do did a question and answer and she talked about it because there was a horror movie that she was in trick or treat yes and yes. she was not, not trick or treat it was another horror movie that she talked about oh okay i can't remember the title name and i, I feel All bad right. for this told to tell the story but the thing was is that when she was talking about it she goes yeah you know i, I would go up for a lot of jobs and the thing is is as soon as they found out i was part of buffy the vampire slayer they had 101 questions about buffy the vampire slayer right. but they never really cared for me to really read the lines for the job it right. was going for, and you, you know, she is. After a while, you got that feeling you're not going to get it. Like once they typecast you as the Buffy, right? Oh, we'll, ha- we'll have her come in. We'll a- we'll ask her a whole bunch of Buffy questions, and then just never hire. Yeah, where somebody would be like, if Allison Hannigan walks into a room, you go, you got the part because you're Allison Hannigan. Yeah. You're going to have a following, right? Because she also she lucked out with the American Pie movies. I mean, that right. was like really what kind yeah. of pushed her to like now she could do other jobs. Like you know, right? Was, yeah, it, I think what helped too is that. She was innocent little Willow, yeah, sort of. You know, um, one thing I will definitely say that I felt like her transition from straight Willow to gay Willow was very smooth and very not controversial. Anyway, you just kind of it was part of her. Like you watched her grow up and mm-hmm. you watched her grow into that person, mm-hmm. so it was a little bit more kind of I'm going to say easier to digest. You know, in in certain ways, right? Um, but. What does she do? She does American Pie, which is a complete 180 of her character from Willow. She was the, I fucked my flute and, you know, during a yeah. band camp stuff. You're going, oh, my God, that's Willow. <laughs> you, spoiled, no! you spoiled American Pie for me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. And then she's in How I Met Your Mother. She's great in that, too. Like, you, like those things helped her out. Like, Sarah Michelle Gellar, after she did Buffy, she did the Scooby-Doo movies. But after that, she kind of became a stay-at-home mom for a little bit mm. until the crazy ones came with Robin Williams. 
and she was on that for a little bit. Um, then the show got canceled, and you know, it's like. Oh. She was also on it before the crazy one. She was on another show on the CW. Oh, that's right. Where she was an evil twin. twin yeah, right? she played yeah. a twin of herself. You know, yeah, that was like, that's uh, right. I forgot. See, because I never watched that show. <laughs> it was, it was, and it was. It was also. It was also <laughs> the guy who plays Fantastic Four, who's also in that show Forever. Yeah, which I think got canceled. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a thing. Yes. So, uh, all right. Well, speaking about like, well, not quitting, but uh, Doctor Who. Jenna Coleman is quitting uh, to take the role of Queen Victoria. Who? Jenna Coleman. She plays um, Clara Oswald in the in the Doctor Who series. Oh, okay, yeah. She was in with Matt Smith, and then of course when um, Peter Capaldi took over, she was she was going to quit basically uh, at the end of the Christmas episode. Right. And then of course she they extended her uh, scene a little bit, and they she liked it so much that she ended up staying on. That now that season nine has started, she is now saying she's going to an ITV production. It's called uh, Queen Victoria. That's the uh, uh, that's the character she's going to play. So she's <laughs> going to play a young Queen Victoria. It's going to be a uh, an eight part drama, and it's a little our life from from eighteen to sixty three. The Queen okay. Victoria's life. Um, um, I was just gonna, I got a little distracted. Yeah, I love my sister. My sister sometimes forgets that we do a show on Sunday nights. Yeah. She te- she just texted me literally the article that you just posted on our Facebook page. <laughs> I think she saw you post it on our Geeksters page, saw it, didn't know it came from our page, and then copied and pasted into a, me- a text message going, look how sad this is. And I'm like, idiot, we're talking about it right now on the show. <laughs> like n- two things, reminding you that I do a show on Sundays, <laughs> and it's you got it from our page. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> I love you, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got there, Ed? Well, speaking of sad, <laughs> and Star Trek. Star Trek Voyager actress arrested for exposing breasts, but to young kids. <laughs> uh, okay, this goes down as one of the wackiest things. Is that her? That is her. Holy crap, she that did is, not age well. That is not... And the, the, the character, you because you probably didn't watch Voyager. So you I didn't watch a lot of Voyager, yeah. yeah. And and as, as long as it didn't say Jerry Ryan, I wasn't... I, to me, I was like, I don't know who else. Uh, Jerry Ryan and, and what do you call it? Kate Melgrew, because she was the captain. Yeah. I knew her, and I was like, yeah, right, it's not a bad show. Then when Six of Nine came on... Um, no, seven of nine. <laughs> six, of, six, of, six of nine. Six of nine was a was, completely was the, different show. It was the porn version. <laughs> when, so when Jerry Ryan came on at seven of nine, I was like, oh, hello. You know, I'm now interested in this show. You know? And then I watched a couple episodes. I was like, all right, I got my you know my little geek you know horniness out going. Yeah, she's kind of hot. Yeah. What else is on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but she'll always be seven of nine to me because every time I see her on a, on a show, I'm always like, "Oh my god!" Like she was just in last season's um, NCIS as Gibbs's second wife mm. or third wife. But I was like, "Oh my god, it's Jerry Ryan!" It's it's oh my god! Like I know her so she will forever be in a silver jumpsuit for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jennifer Lynn is the actress's name, and she okay. played a uh, an alien called uh, Kess. Okay. In the show. Was, was, was she a regular? Well, she was in the for the first few seasons because if uh, people that don't know who, what Voyager was about, 
Voyager basically goes to the Delta Quadrant, gets like zapped from. They go through a wormhole and get stuck out. They get lost in space. Exactly. <laughs> exactly it. And they picked up two character, two aliens that were, were going to help them get back or get as far as they can back. Kess was one of them, and Neelix. Oh, okay. I kind of think I kind of remember that one. Yeah. Okay. It was definitely like in the first couple of seasons yeah. when the show wasn't doing so well. Yeah. Because they were like. Wow, there it's supposed to be like how many years away from the Alpha Quadrant right. it was like four hundred years, I think. Was, yeah, with, some ridiculous number. There was some ridiculous number that you knew there was never going to get in seven years. So they need to find shortcuts to get them closer to home. Yes, and one was, oh, look, an alien that can help you turn, teleport you through time. Yeah, yeah, time and space, and she was one of them. Well, no, she was a. They these were like basically refugees that they picked up, and they were helping them through the quadrant. So basically, they would they would come across a planet or or a. Um, you know, a faction. And that's the actresses as you're looking at it. That's um, which... yeah. I'm looking at. I'm not putting any audio on, but yeah. I, there's. Uh, I can see the clip. Yeah. Um, it's okay. uh, all right. You know, she's a cute little blonde in the show. But if you look at the picture of the way she looks now, it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That record. I'm gonna say. Uh, so far, her frontal. There she is. Yeah, she's a cute little thing, but. Man, that is somebody. Now that's somebody you would you expect to see at a, a convention, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so she apparently she heard she heard a kid crying outside of her house that cut her foot, and she got angry about it. And apparently the a fight ensued between her and the mother, and apparently she exposed her breasts and butt to the children that were out there. Of course, when the cops came, she denied it and they didn't believe her. So now she is arrested, and there's a $2,500 bond to release her from prison um, I'm in Tennessee. Say, I'm going to say she's going to apologize, and she's going to wind up in rehab. <laughs> she's going to end up on Dr. Or, Phil. Or Dr. Phil. <laughs> um, I, you know what? Again, I just like, I don't get it. I I, I mean, I, I mean, what kind of argument does that? Like, you get so mad that you just like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight and take off your shirt. Like, let's go. You know? <laughs> Like you no, know, I don't want you grabbing all my pants. I'm gonna take them off too. Like, <laughs> all right, I, I, alcohol was involved. I bet, right? <laughs> it doesn't say whether it was I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say a lot of alcohol was involved. <laughs> alcohol or drugs? You know. Of course, though, with the cops did, you know, try to arrest her. She refused to put clothes on. So she yeah, was... you take. I came to this world naked. You're gonna take me away naked. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I I got really nothing for this one. I'm just kind of going. Crazy naked lady who happened to be a star you know, on Star Trek. <laughs> uh, it's not the first time an actor or actress has gone nuts. So, yeah, but then, I'm going to say that she probably got no. Uh, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to look up her IMDb page. Well, the thing is, the thing is with her is is that you know, people. You know, the, an article went through the the you know usual Facebook news. Right. You know, yeah. Everybody's posting it, and of course, somebody posted, "Oh, you never see that in Star Wars." I'm like. Didn't the, didn't the kid from uh, uh, the play? We call it Anakin. Got yeah. drunk driving. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. What's her name again? Uh, her name is Jennifer Lynn. L I E N. L Y N N. L I E N. L I E N. Okay. Uh, actress. Might be mispronouncing her name. So. All right. Let's see what she's got in her nerve credits. Oh yeah, there she is. Okay. Uh, Battle Force Andromeda TV series. She was Alora in two thousand three. That's the last thing she was in. Yeah. Uh, she was in Men in Black, the TV series. Um, Star Trek Voyager's Kess. There you go. She was in uh, one, two. Th- um, well, it says all, show all 70s episodes, which she 
that much of a regular? Like she was in seventy episodes. Yeah. Oh, all right. She was in a couple. She was in a few seasons. So I mean, it was not okay. all of them. I think eventually she did leave the show um, because you know seven and nine pretty much took over the yeah I mean, sex appeal. Yeah. Uh, she was also in uh, American History X. She was the Vina, the Vina Vineyard. Okay. Eh, all right. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say her. She, I wouldn't say she had an illustrious career, but she definitely has put herself in these the annals of sci fi for her work on Voyager. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if anybody's rushing out to you know. She definitely is someone who could have you know used the con circuit to you know, correct any kind of financial problems she might Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, for all we know, she posed she'd be there naked. You know? <laughs> Can I have you autograph? Love you naked. Let me see those movies. Woo! Yeah. After right. <laughs> that look, I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she was hard. <laughs> like, she definitely somewhere. It's like, wow. It was either really good makeup back in the uh, 90s or, oof. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. We only, not all of us age gracefully. Yep. Including us. That's why Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen are going to be the stars of our movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got? Uh, you're a fan of Woody Harrelson? Yeah, I always loved Woody. Woody I, I always loved Woody. Woody Harrelson is one of my favorite actors. And not just because like he, he just never seems to do anything wrong. Now, his dad, oh, but did you know, his dad tried to assassinate a uh, president. I think it was Ford. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I just don't laugh at you. I love the Woody. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> but I'm uh, You're a fan of the Planet of the Apes uh, movie series, right? Yes, I one? am. He's going to be in the next uh, Planet of the Apes. I heard he was uh, cast as the bad guy, right? Yes, he is. Uh, is he going to be bad guy human or bad guy ape? He is going to be bad guy human. All right. Uh, it's fine. He's is going he... to play the car- the colonel. Oh, I said. Sounds like Mickey's all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the title of, of course, is War for the Planet of the Apes. Is the title of the the next movie? Okay, and uh, he's going to play the Colonel. And of course, there's not too much, you know, going on. Of course, the directed by Matt Reeves, and uh, it's going to same the same writer of Mark Boomback. Hey, Boomback, what's up? So there's no uh, word of return of previous characters, you know, from the you know from the previous. Movies, I'm sure she's but, back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all right. I, I like Woody Harrelson. I've always liked him ever since Cheers. Man, yeah. Says what's going on, Mr. Peterson? No, no, no. It's what's going in, Mr. Peterson, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I love I love, and then again another actor that you know, Tennessee from Zombieland, obviously Mickey from Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. Everything I've and I love him in the Hunger Game movies. Mm-hmm. I'm like I just he's just something about him. I even saw way way back when he was in a movie with Kiefer Sutherland where there were Texan people and they were in the city and they were trying to uh, it was it was like a like a, a cowboy goes to the city to help solve a crime kind of thing. Yeah, I, I love that movie. I love that movie. It was great. I love I love Woody. Well, it's just scary because just speaking of, of old movies that you see, yeah. Michael Madsen was apparently in War Games. Did you know that? I did not know that. He is in the first few scenes of War Games. Is he one of the guys who goes, turn your key? That's exactly. Really? He's that guy with the gun. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Like, turn your key, sir. That is awesome. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I saw the scene. They're driving up. It's a desert. And then they come uh-huh. into this house. And it looks like, you know, an old 50s house. And right. They stand at the mirror. And the, 
and they show their ID, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is that Michael Madison? What the hell am Turn your key. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Turn your key. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So. That's a a good one. Good pull, Egg. Good pull. All right, so yay, Woody. Woody makes... Woody's good as a good guy, good as a bad guy. I'm in. I was in anyway. I love my Woody. Woody. (laughs) All right, what else you got? You know how we always play the game of, you know, if you could pick actors to play in a movie... Who would you play? Like, we always talk oh, about Tom Selleck being in Indiana Jones. Right, like, who would be your dream cast kind of thing? Exactly. Apparently, Quentin Tarantino's original Pulp Fiction casting list was really intriguing. Apparently, the, the, they somebody found the list and was able to, to produce oh, it like, online. Oh, like, Quentin Tarantino was like, okay, I'm running these roles for these people? Yeah, or? he had certain people in mind to do the. Of course, a lot of the, the people that were first choice, second choice, you know, the He got, of, yeah, like, like John Travolta, he got, you know. Right. Pumpkin was Tim Roth, which you know yeah. he is. Uh, Honey Bunny was played by Amanda Plummer. Yes, so she, you know she got that. Okay, what were the ones that were kind of odd? Like, uh, well, you know the the thing was is that he really wanted to have um, Gary Oldman to play in the movie. Okay, and basically Gary Oldman was pretty much Gary Oldman. Yes, he All was right. in any like any of the actors like characters list. Like he really wanted. He never worked with him before. He's never, you know. But, but he did get to, he get, did get to write for him because he Quentin Tarantino wrote True Romance. Yes, and Oldman was the drug dealer, the Jamaican drug dealer. Yes, so he did kind of see him work. So I wonder if him seeing him work is what made him want to have him in Pulp Fiction. Yes, well, the guy who played Lance, Eric Stoltz's character. Oh, okay. He actually one of his first choices was John Cusack. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Michael Keaton was also considered. Christian Slater. For that particular role? For that particular role. Gary Oldman, of course. Robert Carradine. Okay. Bill Paxton. Johnny Depp. Okay, all right. Nick Cage. <laughs> okay, all right. Samuel Jackson. Really? Yeah. Sam- not as originally we wanted him cast in that role. Well, it was it was you know like if you couldn't get him like he was he wasn't sure if he was going to get him for uh, I can't think the character's name right Jules Jules because Jules is not on this list but he's like you know if I can't get him you know maybe if I, I can't can... get him as the major role I at least have to have him for this minor role exactly gotcha uh, Eric Roberts was also considered for Lance as well okay which, that would have been weird um, well so I mean it's funny because like I. Out of all those people, Stoltz feels like the one who fits the best. Yes. It's weird because, like, okay, John Cusack I like, but I can't see him as that kind of stoner kind of dude. Well, Tim Roth, who played Pumpkin, they were also thinking of Johnny Depp again for that part. Yeah, you know what? i got to be honest. I mean, as as great as Johnny Depp is, there are certain roles that you go, I can't see it. Like, right. How about Christian Slater playing <clears throat> uh, Honey Bunny? Uh, yes, I can see because because again, as a viewer, here's the thing: is here's the problem when you watch movies and you watch TV shows. In in your own way, you stereotype actors. Mm-hmm. Like I can't see Johnny Depp playing. If it wasn't for this movie, I don't know if I could see him playing a bad guy. Yeah, and like he was a bad guy in Black Mass. So now, if there's a role with him to be a villain, I'd be like. I want to see that mm-hmm. because I've seen how good he can be as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Now let's get him be like a Bond villain. You know, like let's let's push him to let's push the envelope. Right. You know, well, Vincent, who was played by Tron Travolta, right? His first choice actually was. You mean I stabbed him three times? 
<laughs> what? Who? His original choice for Vincent was Michael Madsen. Really? Yes. <clears throat> well, that's isn't that because it was supposed to be because um, him, John Travolta, and um, Michael Madsen were the Vega brothers. Yes. And I think that he created Vincent Vega because the other Vega, uh, Michael Madsen's character from Reservoir Dogs, he couldn't have that part. You know, because mm-hmm. then I think he kind of turned him into brothers because he did have an idea for a spinoff yeah. of the Vega brothers in their own movie. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, also, for that for that role, Alec Baldwin, Gary Oldman again, William Presence. Uh, Peterson, sorry. William Peterson? Yes. Jason Patrick, <sighs> Andy Garcia, Michael Keaton again, well, and, oh, okay. and Denzel Washington. You know what? I'm gonna be honest. If Denzel, um, well, Denzel was so used to playing the heavy, mm-hmm. you know, the hero of everything, that he never played a bad guy really until Training Day, and that's how he got his like real, real first Oscar. So, like, I wonder if if Denzel Washington's like acting choices would have changed after, like, if he did do the bad guy. But I, I mean, like, I admit, Quentin's really good at pulling older actors that he wants to see in roles. Right. Because a lot of this, they, they do say that a lot of this movie brought a lot of the old actors back into careers. Back, It, you know? it relaunched Travolta's career. Yes. I mean, it really did. Because after that, it was like, oh, that's right. John Travolta does act. He is pretty good. It's not just Saturday Night Fever again or Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Like, okay, let's pull him back in. And it gave everybody else kind of like, so I can see if Michael Keaton was in that role. You know, it definitely probably would give him in a bump. But again, something about Travolta, I don't know if I could see anybody else. He did such a good job. I don't know if anybody else can right. like, could do it. Like, because like I said, that... Because there is three more names. I'm sorry to forget. There's one that I have. <clears throat> I have Dennis Quaid, Robert Carradine, and Adrian, Adrian Quinn? Adrian Quinn, yeah. Adrian Quinn. He's the guy who plays the... Ca- he was in a bunch of movies in the 80s and 90s. But right now, he plays the captain on Elementary. Okay. But, uh... I see to me like to me there's those moments like right when Eric Stoltz tells him that you know you got to stab her with the adrenaline yeah and he makes that motion with his hands like three times and Travolta's like well I, I gotta stab her three times like that joke only works with Travolta <laughs> like it, for some reason that makes me laugh every time like well I, I got I gotta stab her three times like I'm always like that's Vinny Barbarino like <laughs> 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 so that, that's interesting. That's really yeah. All right. Okay. And what else you got? Well, you know, we've talked about this off air. Going clear the uh, the Scientology. Uh, yeah, we did talk about documentary this. that apparently that they might be doing a sequel. Really? Yes. Going clear again. <laughs> Going clear too. Clear harder. Well, apparently uh, Alex uh, Gibney was one of the big winners of Saturday Night's Creative Arts Emmys. Uh, it got the documentary for best or nonfiction special about the Scientology for for directing and writing the the program itself, and of course you've got of course he got a lot of attacks for that. Of course Scientology, you know, got on him about it, <clears throat> and of course though a lot of people did open up after the fact because there there were a lot of people uh, people who don't know about the documentary is people that were in Scientology who left the church are opening up what actually is what actually goes on in there. Right. And they give they give a history of the church itself, like how L. Ron Hubbard started the church and how it, it grew and how it's 
became what it is it's today. Called getting clear, right? Yeah, going clear. Going clear. Like I because I very rarely do I talk about documentaries and yeah. stuff. But when I found out about Scientology, about Scientology, I was like, oh my god, I really, really, really want to see this one because no one knows anything about Scientology. Mm-hmm. They always think they know Tom Cruise and John Travolta are kind of like the figureheads. Like if there was a Mount Rushmore of Scientologists, Scientologists, I would say John Travolta, Tom Cruise were definitely two of the heads on that 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 monument. You know. Okay. Well, they they consider them more of the the mouthpieces of the of yeah. The, that's the what church. I said. The whole Mount Rushmore yeah. of Scientology. Like if you needed famous people to kind of put um, Scientology out there in the front, you yeah. would you would scart out Tom Cruise and, and Travolta, right? Uh, you know. And I think there's a couple of other famous way fa- as well famous in that realm as well but i just can't think of them off the top of my head yeah so he feels Laura prepom and we went one the girl from madonna from that 70s show she's a big scientologist really yeah okay i mean I just, hey, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is like like i always found it there was one story that i thought was was phenomenal to the whole thing was of course the breakup between tom cruise and nicole kidman was right. because of scientology dave miscavige who now runs the the the, the church you, you sure you're even talking about this stuff eh? They may, have, they may be listening. It's Scientology, you know. They, well, they, they have their fingers in everything. Ed. I'm not. I'm not I'm talking against right <laughs> it. Ed just got really paranoid. <laughs> Lighten up, dude. It's Scientology. What are they going to do? Not book us on TV shows. We're not on them anyway. You and I are not going to be movie stars in the foreseeable future. That's right. So it's not like Scientology is going to put a stop to our career. Right. <laughs> well, this, I'm just re- recanting what was said in the documentary. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, if Tom Cruise came in here going, you guys better stop talking about Scientology, my first reaction would be going, oh, my God, Tom Cruise, grab a mic. Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking about hanging on a plane from Mission Impossible? Which was awesome. I'll stop talking about Scientology because you're Tom Cruise. <laughs> So apparently, though, like that's the report they were giving on the on the show, and the fact that there was another girl that they actually prim and set her up as his new girlfriend yeah. after they broke up. But apparently, she had a headache, and they and Dave Miscavige was over at Tom Cruise's house, staying there for a couple of days, and she, the Tom Cruise got mad, then all of a sudden now she got put into this hole, right? And you know, it's like almost like a prison for them, like, yeah. you know, and that, that's that's where she ended up being like. She was going to be some kind of famous actress, like all of a sudden, and now all gone, gone. Yeah, yeah. So it's scary. Yeah, it, it's really is a fascinating documentary. I just, I'm always fascinated with with that kind of like, like it's a religion, but is it a cult? Is it a religion? Is it a cult? Is it a cult? Is it a religion? Because to me, any religion is a cult. Any cult is a religion, depending on your belief system. Mm-hmm. So like this one is so secretive and so like hush hush. I mean like like I mean like you you know like if you went to the Catholic Church they would open up about it. I mean sure. you know they would they would you know present it in a way that you know you would understand it. Maybe not agree with it, but you would understand it. I, you know, kind of completely thing. understandable. But again, Christianity has been around for how long? Yeah, they weren't actually the saints that they try to predict them now. Let's call the Crusades. Yeah, you know, so they. Every every religion has their own little ah, 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 right. moment. So, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's there, you, there's also a lot of documentaries on the Catholic Church that you can go. I can buy that because there's certain things that sure. happened. It's just like, yeah, you know what? I can believe that this the church does this at one point in time. Yeah. You know, especially back in the Renaissance period or in the Dark Ages, yeah. how they survived basically through those decades. 
basically those popes were not like you know they weren't the best of people, people right and and again i mean i don't want to like it's weird. the scientology thing is like well is it or isn't it like when you it's really kind of like you watch that documentary and you kind of like walk away kind of going it's weird Right, like, and I'm saying that it's like it's, you're just getting one side of it. Yeah, you know of course. I mean? And you know, and it's it's not like people making it up. These people were actually a part of the church, right? And they, you know, they left because of certain beliefs that they go, this doesn't seem right, and right, I don't want to be part of it, you know, anymore. They, something happens, and there's a switch that gets thrown in their head, going, "Why am I doing this now?" Yeah, something completely switches, and I'm like, "This isn't what I signed up for. I'm out." Yeah. So they're going to sequelize it. Yes, and they they're hoping to get Tom Cruise actually involved to give the Scientology side of it. You know what? Okay, I'm in. Yeah. If we can get Tom Cruise to talk about the positive aspects of Scientology and 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 remove some of the mystery because the only information that we have about it is the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So like right away you think as a person going, "Oh, those Scientology people are whack jobs." But I could, you could almost say the same things. People who believe in Buddhism, people who believe in Christianity, the people who go really into it. Some people, some people, kind of go, eh, "It's a little too much for me." Like, you know, like especially in Judaism, there's like the Orthodox Jews. The whole fact, like when you go to synagogue, there is a men's section and a women's section. Mm-hmm. You know that they, the, you know, they have to have a sheet between them to have sex, and it's like lots of, lots of, I would say, strange. Um, strange habits, I guess you want to say, or strange things, strange rules in yeah. any religion that if you knew more about it, you'd be more understanding and more accepting of it. Right. So maybe if, if they do sequelize the Scientology movie and have Tom Cruise to kind of go, let me kind of tell you what, because he's still charismatic. Yeah. Have him go, no, look, yes, this is strange, but here's why we do it. And yeah. maybe people go, Oh, okay. It's not as bad as I thought. You know, mm-hmm. they're not stealing children in the middle of the night and no, you know, no, I mean, programming them for their. That's the thing, though. I mean, it's it's not like they're forcing these people to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> right. That's the thing that you know you got to understand. Like people get like up in arms about certain things that happen in this church, but the thing is, is that they're they're doing this voluntarily. They're yes. not they're not going. No, I don't want to do it. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Yes, you are," and they whip you to death. It's like, no, they don't do it. These people want to do it. Yeah, as PT yeah. Barnum once said, "There's a sucker born every minute." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else you got there? Uh, I want to debunk something. How Ar- Mark Hamill almost died while filming Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I've been seeing this one uh, pop up every once in a while, and I, I got to be honest, I, I want to call uh, something about it stinks. <laughs> You're exactly right. There's just something about it just makes me go, I'm not buying it. They 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 said this report is very overblown. I mean the 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 mirror in in somewhere in London or England the, the England mirror mirrors. I'm okay, like one of those. Uh, it's the National Enquirer of Britain. Exactly. Okay, there you go. Yes, That's a nice way of putting. Reported it. the story, and of course, it swept through the you know because the... yeah, because nerds are suckers. Like what? Mark Hamill almost died filming because everyone knows that. Um, Oh, you called Harrison Ford broke his ankle on the set when the Millennium Falcon door slammed down on his ankle. Exactly right, and of course so, they get the curse of Star Wars. You know, right. So right away, if someone says, "You know what, Mark Hamill," I mean, Mark Hamill almost died on the set. You kind of go, "Well, that's plausible," since I know about the Harrison Ford thing. Right. All right. So what was this story? How did he almost die? Okay. Okay. There was a monk. There was a monastery <clears throat> in um, Ireland that he was going to to shoot for it. And there's a bunch of steps. There's like 618 steps to go up. Now, right. in the past, 
hikers who've gone up there to see the monastery to like you know view it and it's all they some have fallen and died to their death yeah sure yeah it's, it's, it's 600 and almost 700 steps if you're gonna fall down that night you might break a limb or two or a neck. Exactly. I got it. Sure. So apparently they have, they do have railings that they put up where people have passed, you know, on because or hurt themselves because they don't want that to happen. So right. They, they don't so have they put, a railing all the way up, but like where yeah, there's treacherous it, parts, they do. It'd be kind of, it would kind of suck for a monastery to be kind of going, we got another one. <laughs> 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 Only the real holy get to come up here. Travel all 677 steps or how many steps is it, Steve? 618. 618 steps. That's right. Take them slow. Oh, we got another one. I, wait, here comes a fat guy. What's the over-under on a falling? I give him 300 steps before he starts really breathing heavy. <laughs> like, okay. So he was walking up these steps and he did slip. But thankfully, the guide, uh, a guide from the Irish Office of Public Works, reached out and grabbed him, preventing him from his treasure spell. Okay. So basically, it's like, whoops. And then the guy, you know, like, grabbed hold of him and he didn't fall. Right. Like, you know, it was like, one of those, like, what? He yeah. grabbed him and was like, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, let's keep going. going right. It wasn't like, oh. Like, you have that, that in movies where he's, you see him teetering on the edge of the step, like, going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Whoa. And the monks are going, oh, oh, oh. use the force, Luke. <laughs> Come on. Come on, dude. Do not. There's no try. <laughs> dude, how far do you make it? You know, uh, about, about 300 steps. Oh, I had him, I had him going to 400. You know? Yeah, all right. Well, good for Mark Hamill. He can keep his balance. Yes. Like, all right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know what I thought was funny? Because like right after I see that article, yeah. it follows up with the article of him serving drinks yeah, at an Irish bar. It's like, was he drunk going up those steps and he almost fell? Or like, what's the correlation? No, he's in Ireland. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Now, me, he's just pouring drinks. He's doing shots. I call this one the laughing fish. <laughs> you know, drink up. I call this one the saber vader. You know? You know? Oh, God. I call this one the <laughs> don't kiss my sister. She's mine. <laughs> I call this one the don't tase me, bro. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thinker i'm just letting you know right now like what the hell t- oh all right i call this one nerf herder <laughs> all right <I'm> sorry <laughs> <laughs> People go, dude, you're not even pouring beer. There's more head on that than uh, we call Princess Leia's hair. <laughs> the head on that beer is as big as Yoda. <laughs> like, hey, did you bring R2, man? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, do it. Give me some Luke Skywalker lines in the voice of the Joker. Come on, be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got? All right, speaking of Star Wars, we're going to expose the biggest lie in Star Wars history. Ooh. Okay, what's the biggest lie? Apparently, people are are don't like the prequels. 
Big shock, right? A big shocker. <laughs> but they say that they, that Lucas has ruined their childhood because there's so much screen green screen involved that you know it's yeah, there's, there's no real of, practical right. effects and and so on. But apparently, <laughs> there are more practical things. Bless Bless you. I'm sneezing on the truth, Ed. <laughs> Tell us the truth, Ed. Apparently, there's more artifacts from the from the first movie alone than the whole uh, sec trilogy altogether. The episode four, five, and six. Um. Okay, I'm gonna say this is where I think you and I are gonna disagree. Okay. I don't think it's the the, the almost every background in mm. that movie was fake. Yeah. All the planets, all the backdrops, those are fake. That's I think where people. Well, a lot of a lot of the a lot of some of the scenes were were done like they they show the you you could scroll through the article is posted on our Geeksters Radio page that you can go there and like it go and like it. But the thing is, is that like they show different things like there's the Darth Maul scene where he's fighting Darth Maul on Tatooine, and they show him doing like a flip, yeah, you know, and they're actually on Tatooine or the desert, you know, right? Like, they're in Tunisia, right? Yeah, doing the doing the scene, and then like they they show other other like practical effects that they did they did for this these movies that they you know they would have done for the first i'm gonna be honest this this sounds like one of those like you know people say they hate the trilogies because there's too many special effects but look here's a clip of someone jumping up in the in the sand that's that's practical they're going yeah that's true but that whole lightsaber battle in the hallways um i'm pretty sure it was on a green screen okay you got us you know, like that. I think that's where people are going to go. <laughs> Did you really want the two of the the two actors to be in lava to fight? No, but I mean, you could have built a set instead of just having them dance on a green screen. Yeah, you know, like that's kind of like I think that's where the argument is of going. You know, it looks fake. It looks phony. Like when they're jumping up from one level to the other, while it's great visually, mm. it's also going well. Okay, I don't know if they actually really built a. Uh, to like, did they actually physically build those ramps and have actually guy, you know, on wires go flip, flip, or did they computer animate it? Like, mm. like I think that's where the practical effects they're talking about. Exactly. Not like, oh, well, R two D two, he's all CGI. No, he's not. He's right there. <laughs> you know? like, look, there's actual sand. <laughs> okay, but the building that they were fighting in front of is that there? Mm. No. All right, then that's kind of the point. There you go. Time for one more. Ad. One more. Okay, this is this is the grand finale. You posted this actually on Facebook. Oh. I I wanted to to actually bring this to your news first. I saw it. I I put it for our news, and then you posted. I'm like son of a bitch, but we're still going to do but it. But that's okay. Like I said, I've always said just because we posted on this posting an honor page is just giving a day to day kind of news update. The show can be used to kind of compile what's been going on through the course of the week to bring to the show, so we can actually talk about it. Okay, Disney World vis- visitor jokes about meth gets banned uh, from parks for life. Ha ha! Fuck you, you're bad! <laughs> I wield my bad hammer like four on a bad day! <laughs> <laughs> David Swindler and family were visiting Disney World over Labor Day weekend. And an attempt to ex- attempted an extended stay included a joke about a meth lab. He was basically... He was waiting for a service to be happening. He, yeah, he was in line for a really, really long time. And he was, did one of those, you know what? I could build a meth lab in the time it takes me to get some service around here. Exactly. And then Mickey went, what? <laughs> Burn him! <laughs> so apparently the person that he was speaking to, one of the cast members at Disney World, didn't find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my mother was a meth head. <laughs> I didn't find that funny. How do you think I? Why do you think I'm a talking dog? <laughs> All right. So they decided to basically uh, void his rest of his vacation and ban him for the rest of life from Disney World. That infuriates me on so many levels. Really? Yeah, because you know what? It's supposed to be the happiest place on earth. Yes. And what's more happier than someone of meth? They're always they're always up <laughs> oh, and they're all no, no. Oh, oh no. I mean No. Here's my no, thing. The guy made that. a comment. You didn't do that. <laughs> no. I'm not saying that you could actually build a meth lab in Disneyland or Disney World. I'm saying I think they were a little overreactionary to a guy who was clearly frustrated. Like if you walked up to that town square and went, you know what? I'm a little pissed off at the service that I've received at, you know, Wally World. You know, I took, it was a half hour for me to get my card or whatever. You get the, oh, I'm so sorry. Here's a complimentary beverage or, or yeah. something. Yeah. So, like, if he went to Town Hall and bitched about what he had, to, I'm sure they probably would have been maybe a little bit more nicer. And he probably would have gotten something out of the deal. Like, something like, like two free meal things. Like the, the... Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Disney, Disney is the one, that, one of the places you can go to, and they will bend over backwards to make you happy. They will literally do anything they can to keep you make your stay. Sure. As you know, if you grumble a little bit, they will yeah, give you yeah. a little something, a little like you know. If you want to add like a spoiled little brat, they'll, they'll they'll pat you on the head, give you something, and shoo you on your way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and 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 I, you know, and and one thing for me is is that when I go to Disney World, it is a safe park. Like I feel like all my cares went away. Like uh, this past week, actually, this past weekend, there was the American the. My past week, I'm sorry, the Disney uh, American Experience, it was Walt Disney. It's about his life. And the, okay. You know, it was a four-hour documentary. It was very interesting. It's on PBS. Go check it out It's if you want to really know the man behind the whole thing. But the thing was is that when he designed the park, when he designed Disneyland, he wanted – like he was talking to people about it. And people thought like – Carnies and like you know, yeah, yeah, it's a whole... you know like an amusement park type of thing, right? Like, like hey, you want to want a stuffed animal? Throw this ball and try to knock Mickey down. Yeah, exactly, yeah. stuff like step that. Step right up, step right up. And a lot of people said like they were not really safe places for people to be at. Like, like you would you're going to get yeah. a lot of scrutiny in terms of like <clears throat> not making this a safe place, and you're going to ruin right your reputation and your you know, career and your right. And your yeah. The whole, finances. the whole little, like, you know, you're going to ruin yourself. This is a crazy idea. You must be out of your mind. Walt. Yes. And he went, fuck you. I'm doing it anyway. Right. Well, he says though, uh, he goes, this is not, this is not going to be a standard park. This is going to be a safe place for people to go and basically take their cares away. And your life will be happier once you're there. Cause the, the, you know, we're going to make sure that you're happy when you jobs for everybody. <laughs> Except those Jews, because I'm an anti-Semite. <laughs> talk about that in the, in the documentary? No. Right. no. <laughs> I'm just asking. No. That's the whole, I can, we can get into the whole story about that, but that's not, I'm not getting to that now. <laughs> All right, you'll tell me off the air. Yes. All right, so yeah, he but, wanted to say no. I'm not doing that. This is going to be a, a, the happiest place on earth, right? And then, and that's what he did. I mean, he really, truly did. I mean, there was a lot of problems with Disneyland when it first opened. Sure, like like the the day they had a plumber strike for like weeks, and all of a sudden, like they, the strike was over, and he had a day to either go, do we fix the bathrooms or do we fix the water fountains? And he goes, 
well, people can buy soda to drink, but I won't pee them on the street. Go ahead. So. You keep going. So. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So that's that's the thing. Like, like he developed a way to make this park. And then when they came out with Disney World in Florida, like, he wanted to build upon that. Like, what Disneyland was and make it better. And and what does all this have to do with, with the you, whole meth With you being okay with a, a frustrated guy voicing a because, sarcastic joke to kind of alleviate the stress that's going on in his world. Because I, I, I think that like, you know, like, you know, if, if you think that you think you're funny by saying something like that and people who try really hard to make it a place that feels safe and comfortable and like, you know, not sexually deviants or, or drug addicts or, you know, and so <laughs> on, you know, you can laugh all you want. I, I, but I'm, I, I'm chuckling at the fact again, you're in a place where, again, I'm going to say it's the, I understand that the atmosphere you want to present, mm-hmm. but he also has the right to voice his opinion as improper or as embarrassing as it might be for the people around him. He still has the right to voice his opinion. As as bad, as 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 offended as you personally might be, again, look at, his, look at it from his perspective. He's been standing around all day, and apparently the guy's a churchgoer, too. You know, yeah, I mean, like, he's he, a pastor, isn't he? Well, it, it, I don't know. I don't know if it's anything about being a pastor, but I mean, he says like one of his one of his loves in life is you know is his family and Disney. Like he does not does not going to tarnish his his love for Disney. Just yeah, and, and see, so there you go. So even after Disney says, even after the people in charge kind of go, you know what? What you said was inappropriate. So you're never allowed to come back at Disneyland. He was like, you know what? That's fine. I still love you guys. I'm walking away. All right, whatever. I'm still not, but I, it's still kind of, it's like one of those things like, really, that's where we come down to. Like they, they could have pulled him aside and said, I'm sorry, sir. I feel, I, I understand your frustration. I understand that we really don't appreciate that kind of a statement here at Disney world, but we understand your frustration. So let's try to help you and accommodate you on a better way rather than just kind of go, what you said was wrong. You're out. Like, there didn't seem to be any kind of, for a place who wanted to be um, so accepting mm. and so helpful and try to keep that level of playing of, like, everybody, we're here to have a good time. They didn't seem to want to do that for this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's really, I mean, that's the thing. You really don't get the whole story from this story I alone. Understand. I understand. I think there's, there might be more along to lines of it. Now, whether this guy <clears throat> was right or wrong, like, banning him for life was extreme. I, I, I have to say, like, I think that I think you and I both can agree that that's just a little bit extreme, extreme, you know, because it's just like, you know, Disney, hey, you're going to lose money here because like, if if other people hear this kind of stuff, it's like, like right now we are talking about this live on air. Yeah. People will hear the replay when we do the podcast. So there's people out there who are going to take this article and kind of go, there's fucking douchebags at Disney. I'm never going down. Right. You know, you and I could be hurting Disney's bottom line, man. <laughs> Again, right? Boy, look at you. I mean, people get mad at me. You've pissed off not only fucking Tom Cruise, but you're gonna get the the wrath of Mickey on us. Ed, I'm shocked. (laughs) Chip and Dale are gonna walk in here any minute with baseball bats. (laughs) (laughs) Talking bad about the boss. (laughs) No, we're not talking bad. We're just reporting the news. I just, I just. You know, like I said, I I feel that you know there is there are certain times for jokes, and you know when you're when you're a place like that, like it it, it you should have to have to take a serious look at it. 
because it's like, yeah, you made a, a stupid joke about it. But again, it's just like, how far can it go? Like, you know, like, you know, it's just like, who do I have to kill around here to get a Mickey Mouse doll? Or, you know, like some, hey, you know, who do I got to blow to get a, uh, a couple mouse ears? Yeah, uh, I get it. Sure. You know, after a while, you, you know, like people like that, you know, are just going to. I don't know. When you're, when you're there, that's the thing. Like, you have to experience. I've been there several times. I've waited in line. So have I. You know, and like, like, so, like, I understand the guy's frustration, but I wouldn't go, gee, it would take me less time to build a meth lab in my hotel room right, than it would if you. That is, that, that's, that's you as a person. You're the kind of guy who's going to sit there and stew for, for however long it takes and swallow that rage. Mm and die of a heart attack at an early age because, you know, you're, I mean, you're not be able to find a way to, to properly express yourself about it. Now, granted, I'm going to say the guy probably shouldn't have said it that way because there could have been kids around. Yeah. But I don't know if a three-year-old is going to know what a meth lab is. I mean, you kind of, you kind of go, mm. well, what about a 12-year-old? I, maybe. I you don't know. know. Like, I, I completely agree. Um, I'm not saying, like, I think you and I both agree that Disney, I think, mishandled the opportunity, like, yeah. like to try to appease this guy, right? Um, but I also kind of think you and I disagree on the fact that, like, I look at it as a guy who's frustrated and and says something to kind of like express the anger in because he could have thrown a punch at somebody. Yeah, he could have hit somebody. I mean, I guarantee you, there's probably a hundred stories that go through Disney in a day that we don't hear about where someone actually gets really mad. Oh no, there's there's there been several stories that you, <clears throat> that you does get feed through that just doesn't really make. I think this too is too much. Like, is the fact is like characters get touched inappropriately. Sure, and, and that, they get, you know they get mad. At I it, can you know. completely. I can imagine what those girls who do the Disney princesses go through on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I get it, it's I, it's going to be one of those like. Oh, those deep, dark horror stories of, of Disney that you never hear about because it does maintain that illusion of uh, the happy place in the world. Like every time, like there's a whole, I think a whole book basically on the on the stuff that's bad stuff that's happened at Disney mm-hmm. and how they kind of sweep it under the rugs to keep that. Oh yeah, croissant. I mean because there's stories about people dying and like they, there is now now they're starting to tell the accounts of people actually dying in Disney World. Right, but there was points where they would take people dead bodies out. Yeah. And they, Call them dead and seen outside the park because they didn't want that that bad press. They didn't want that taint of oh my god, right. someone died in Disney. You know that's kind of to me it was like wow, you know you really couldn't like it's like people die like I mean it's it's a it's a tragedy, it's a horror, but it's like it's not going to taint your park in, in any way if the person dies in your park because they didn't take care of themselves. They're running from. Uh, it's a small world because they have to get to Fantasia right. Land or whatever right. like, if they ride and they're they're fat ass. <laughs> didn't take care of themselves. They have a heart attack in the middle of it because they got to make their twelve twenty show. You know, right. It's like, like, well, that's on them. You know, like, like, you know, it's like, what do you want? You know, it's like, it's, you know, okay. You know, like, it, it, but it, the thing is like stuff like that. It's just like, it makes me feel uncomfortable to hear that kind of stuff and go, this is not what I paid for. Like, like, you know, like, yeah. I, like I now, if I was standing near him and he said that, I'd be like, is this guy serious? Like, you know, it might have been a joke, uh, oh, see, but like sometimes, like, but see, so that's, makes, too... that's the thing, though. It's like, so, like, like, I can't be sarcastic. I'm, I'm bad at it. Some people take me seriously when I'm sarcastic, right? But you, but that also means that you have the possibility of not being able to understand sarcasm. No, like, I understand like, our sarcasm. You like, just like, said, "How do I know this guy isn't going to be able to build, do a, build a meth lab?" You actually took him serious. Yeah. 
Why? You know the guy was being a sarcastic asshole because he's frustrated. And you took him seriously. I mean, that, that's, where I'm, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm flabbergasted at. Is going, you just said like you, that you can't, people don't want to know what I'm sarcastic. Well, that guy obviously was more sarcastic, but you didn't know that. You were like, what if he could? The absurdity of that is just going, where is he going to do that? In Tomorrowland? Like, in his hotel room? Like, neither of us have the knowledge to say, how long does it take to build meth lab? <laughs> right? So we don't know. Like, I'm going to say to build a meth lab, it's planning. <laughs> Comes down to planning. I don't think the guy at that moment, I mean, I'd be more worried about the fact going, have you actually thought about building a meth lab in general? <laughs> not okay. Granted, maybe Disney's not the perfect spot for it. But the fact that you maybe were thinking about it in general, yeah, you know, but obviously I would not take that guy seriously because he's not being serious. It's not like he's not looking around for stuff to start building. it. I mean, he was frustrated and he was angry and he was mad at the situation. And again, you and I both agree Disney mishandled yeah. how to handle, how to talk right. him off from that. But I mean, the fact that anybody around him, I understand like, you know what? You can be, you can feel uncomfortable. You're completely valid to feel uncomfortable, but he's also completely, there's no, there's no, um, when you walk in, you don't really sign any confidentiality sheets to, you know, watch what you say or how you, you kind of hope that. Well, you know, in the world we live in today, unfortunately, with everything that goes on with actual life and you want to go take your cares away, but going to Disney world and you hear something like that, you tend to think about it because it's always on your mind. Like, all of a sudden now you're paranoid. The illusion, the, the illusion of Disneyland has now been... No, it's it's contained. It It does. It does contain it. Uh, I'll be honest. All right. I, 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 okay. You know, I, I, I want to go, go to a place like that when I spend that kind of money and I go to a place <clears> that gives me the satisfaction of the happiness that I get from it and the satisfaction I get from it from, for, for, for doing that. Is the fact is is that like it literally like uh, something could go on in the world and I have no idea because there's no news reports. I'm not getting. Oh, well, that's obvious. You didn't even notice I had no hubcaps today. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm not reading a newspaper. I'm not right. looking for the news. I'm not. You know, like I'm just. You know, what are we doing today? What park are we going to? Like, where are we going to eat? You know, those kind of what rides are we going to ride? You know, like what shows are we going to see? Those are the kind of like worries I have, you know, when you're at the park. All right. right? You know, it's, it's like, and that's what, that's why Disney and set it up that way. When you walk in, you shouldn't have to worry about your care of the world. It is. I want to forget. It's like going to a movie. You want to sit down. You want to forget about your problems. You want to forget about your struggles and you want to have a good day with wholesome family entertainment. Yeah. I say questionably because I'm sure there's people out there who make inappropriate jokes to their loved one about something they see, you know? Oh yeah. No, I, I, somebody always does it when I'm there with them and right. And I'm not going to get into that. Right. I don't want to do it publicly, but, I'll talk <laughs> it the show. but it's like, you know, and the thing is, is that like, you know, it made me think about that. Cause I was like, you know, like, it's like, yeah, it's like stuff like that. It's just like you, you kind of, you know, question like, but I don't know. All right. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue this anymore. It's not even, no, I'm not even arguing. I'm just kind of like, all right, I kind of, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying that. I mean, like I said, I, I agree with you. The fact that they shouldn't abandon for life, but that, that I think that's ridiculous. I think they should have handled it a little bit better. 
you know yeah you know get a get an apology from the guy at least and then move on you know yeah. that's the, what Can you could go do up, look i'm sorry this happened we apologize it took so long here's a, a fast pass for your favorite ride yeah or here's a t-shirt you know in your room is waiting for you is like a bunch of like a, a uh, sorry basket. Yeah. Because I'm sure they have to have them. It's someone like, you know, sorry that this happened. I, I just don't, like, you know, yeah, I, I agree. I, but, I mean, how people express themselves when they're frustrated and angry, eh, not everyone's going to agree the same way. I mean, that's well, what I'm saying. There's a, he's a family member, and then all of a sudden, like, he's talking about making a math lab. I, you I, know, I think that's like, it's like, really? Like, you know, okay, it's a joke or it's sarcastic, but you got kids. Like, I, like how's that running through your head? I, I I I get it. I, I mean, I, you know, if you have kids and you'd be like, "Would you think about math, math labs?" I wouldn't have gone math lab. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I would be like, "Gee, I've been I've been waiting so long that I think I could work here." You know, that would be more appropriate. But not funny. <laughs> I mean, if I was like, "Oh my god, I've been standing here." That's why I'm not doing stand up. Oh my god, I've been standing here so long. I saw dwarves walk by with diamonds. <laughs> you know, like. Oh my God! I've been standing here so long that I saw a net footed Jello for rise out of the grave to say hi. You know, I have been here so long that I now live at the haunted mansion. You know, <laughs> that's one. See, there you go. go. That would have worked. Right. I'd be like, okay, you know. I have been here so long they just added a new country to Epcot. Oh. <laughs> 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 Star Wars land has just been built. I've been here for so long. We just got taken over by the Empire. You know, like, <laughs> like there's. I've been here so long that my I now have a three foot beard. <laughs> I could pass for a dwarf. Yes. You know, there you go. We like stuff that's better. I've been here so long that I just lost a game of gin with the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> You know, See, there's a ton what? of stuff that you could have used. So the guy's an idiot. Like, <laughs> I have been here for so long. Ten thousand years does give a crick in your neck. <laughs> there you go. Is that the good one? That's the show end. There we go. Right in there. Right there. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can listen to Geeksters live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. And if you want to tell your friends where they can find the rebroadcast of the show, we break it down into nice little bite-sized pieces on at WordsWithGeeks.com. Or iTunes. Oh, now on Google, you can go download your favorite podcast app, search for Geeksters there, and we'll be there for you. Uh, but if you want to contact Ed on anything you might have seen or heard, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Uh, I just came up with an idea of new name, new website. I have been here so long.com. <laughs> you can add your own jokes to start saying as your favorite i have been here so long yeah. that blah 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 there you go there you go everybody join in yes. <laughs> all right we'll see you next week folks Bye. and we're back <laughs> all right it was my fault because i right before we went on the mic 
I wiped the little spittle out of the corner of my lips, which made me instinctively stroke my chin, which made me laugh because I'm sitting there going, I hope Ed doesn't see that because he might crack up laughing again, which made me laugh. So, my bad. <laughs> okay. So, uh, as you heard, Ed very rarely shows any emotion on the show. <laughs> What was it that got you so angry? Well, the fact that it's just like, you know, it's 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 horrible to say because I'm good. <laughs> you know, judgment free. It's, it's, this is my hang up and nobody else's. So this is on me. So it's not, not like anything bad on anybody else. But the, well, meet Ed. He only made throws himself under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that I was getting like like perturbed because like you were kind of like to me not really arguing with the point, but you were like, see it the guy's perspective. Like, you know, like, just, I'm like, like, me like screw it. that. Like, like I'm all Disney. Let's. Like let's let's you know let's be on the same page with everyone. <laughs> oh, forgive me for trying to show you another perspective of a person. For God, who I'm such a horrible person for trying to show <laughs> no, empathy for another person. <laughs> That's the thing. Like like you were you were seeing you were trying to see it the way of the the, the guy who's waiting in line for all these time. I thought and, it was all being all innocent. Like well, he kind of was mad. No, I'm like okay, don't hit me. <laughs> It's like I'm for the corporation. He's like, like, how much money can you lose? Whatever. But it's, but it's like all of a sudden, like I guess you get that mad, and it's just like it's hard to let go. It's like, it really is. It's like it was impossible. I'm trying to go like, I'm like that's getting really mad. I'm like, I'm in my head. I'm watching you. I'm watching you get mad. I'm going. Did I say anything that was really mad? Like I'm just I'm. I'm, I'm trying to like, point counterpoint this thing, and he's. I'm waiting for a genuine or it's slut. <laughs> like I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was going to say let's let's agree to disagree, genuine or it's slut. But <laughs> I think you were going to beat me to the punch once I said let's agree to disagree. No, because I thought you. I was like, he's really mad. I don't know why. Like. I gotta think of some way to kind of walk him off the ledge because he might like turn green and split the table apart. I'm well, like, it, it almost it was that point where you said like I said I've been to Disney and I'm like oh, wait a minute now I'm that I'm, I'm that person I am that person that's like <laughs> you got to see it my way my way is the only way to see it and I'm like and then you go well I've been to Disney too and it's like oh shit yeah <laughs> like well, that's right he has oh. <laughs> How about show the guy a little empathy? No, <laughs> string him up. <laughs> but I would do. I do want to add something to this because it's something that that never occurred to me until I was thinking about it. The whole story was the fact is is that when he when he went, he went on Labor Day weekend. He extended his vacation through Labor Day weekend, and he's a local Florida man, and he should have known that if you go to Disney World at certain times of the year. It's insane. Oh yeah, that is a good point. I mean, like you can't you can't really get good service because yeah, you're going at you're going with hundreds of thousands of millions of people during a you know a busy weekend, especially a weekend. Yeah, like Labor Day weekend's kind of like it's it's almost impossible. You just gotta hunker down and be as polite as you possibly can be. Try to tone down your own anger level and realize that those people are just doing their job as best they can, as best they can. And because you are nobody special, they right. see people like you go through these doors. Day in and day out. Right. Like my wife and I, we will go, we will go on like the off seasons because that's when we know the least amount of people will be there. Right. We'll be able to get on rides quicker. We're not waiting as long. 
the fact that we avoid weekends because that's that's the other right. killer too yeah. because the locals will Lo- go down there those on a weekend. Have those life those lifetime passes exactly. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I got my family members coming over, so we're all going to go to Disney because they've never been there, or they come every year. Or we go during right. Labor Day weekend. Yeah, yeah, he should have known that. I mean, it sounds like he was one of those guys that kind of. Oh, well, I'm special because I'm a lifetime member. Blah blah blah, right. and and I demand certain amount of yeah because i mean florida residents do get special treatment yeah. in terms of being like past members and excuse me uh like lifetime members right. because they live in that state and that's the one of the kind of the agreements they made from buying all that property yeah. you know so it was like you know it's like well i want to move to florida almost you know just to have that perk <laughs> you know of course i don't really want to live in florida but that's, you know, that's another story but it's, it's just like you know so it's so for me, it's like you should have known better than yeah, there, know, yeah. There is like you know. even anytime you go to Disney, you have to kind of expect almost a level of uh, panic, right? Like there's going to be people who think that they deserve better treatment because of who they think they are, right. whether they live there, whether they're people might think, well, I traveled a thousand miles away, you should kiss my ass because I didn't have to come here, yeah, you know. And then the locals are going to go and I live here. I should get better treatment because we're family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then the thing, too, is because like, like the, so I said, the, the American experience is going on. Actually, it's on demand on PBS if you have Comcast. So go check it out. But there was a part where they were talking about Disneyland. And they had like 100,000 people. And the, the, the roads were blocked up seven miles uh, up the up the road from Disneyland. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And people were actually had... Uh, fake passes to get into the park wow and they had like uh like it was beyond capacity of it and they were filming their show the disneyland show to showcase the whole park right and it was like one of those type of things where it's just like like people like that it's just like you you know like the people were complaining during that time <laughs> you know there's... just gonna show you no one's ever happy no matter what time of year <laughs> exactly. it is exactly how many what decade it is <laughs> You know? so, but it did get me to. I'm sorry. Were you finished? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because it did get me thinking on the way home about all those. I was standing in line so long. Like I was standing in line so long. Tomorrowland becomes Todayland. <laughs> and, and I was holding. It, I was holding on to that one in my head. I'm like, I'm saving it. I'm saving it. I'm saving it for that. And Ed goes, "What was yours? Oh, the Tomorrowland is Yesterdayland." I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> like I, I had one. <laughs> I was in line so long they had three new rides. <laughs> <laughs> like he, if he was smarter, the other thing is if you're if you're smarter about your cynicism, it can come off funnier. Yeah, like him going. Look, I said both. I, I do believe. I do think that we both agree Disney mishandled the yes the, the situation. I do believe if he was a smarter individual, he could have came up with something funnier. Yeah, like that. Like because. I guarantee you, because I've been in that, we've both been in this, everybody's been in the position where you're so frustrated and you're so angry at something, but if you say the right thing, it gets everyone to laugh and everyone kind of eases off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, laughter is a healing property, especially in a room full of tense, like, tense people. Yeah. Like, it's Labor Day weekend, so it's Florida, so you know it's hot, mm-hmm. it's sticky, mm-hmm. you're standing alive for God knows how long. Yeah. Instead of going, oh, I could have built a meth lab. It could be like, oh, I've been here for so long that they, un- they we call it, they unthawed Disney's head, and he's now leader of the band. Like you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and then 
laugh, and it was like, oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> and then it would be like, oh okay, you know, and it would it would eased up some of the tension. Yeah, but yeah, oh god, could you? Uh, I. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand the guy's frustration. I've been there. You yeah, know, you've, you've waited in line. There's, you know, because there is a there is a time in November that actually schools in New Jersey are closed, and a lot of people go down to Disneyland or Disney World just for that week because there's like two days or whatever, and a lot of the kids they just take off. Right. Like, they're like, so they 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 think of it's a perfect time. Let's you know. While it's November, it's yeah. cold. Let's go somewhere sunny, sunny right. somewhere happy. Exactly, yeah. and it's, so it's busy. But it's not as bad, you know, as Labor Day weekend or Fourth of July weekend yeah. or Memorial Day weekend or during or, the summer or like even Christmas or New Year's. Any exactly. any major holiday, Disney World, Orlando is packed, packed to the gills. Yes, because everyone's taking advantage of that vacation. I mean, because we went we went this past Memorial Day weekend. Ugh. I tell you, it was a mistake. You know, we had a great time. Don't get me wrong. Cause right. We, we went up up until that like that we ended it on Memorial weekend. Right. And the thing was is that. We walked in and it was they had run out twenty four hours. They had to keep the park open from right. six AM one day to six AM the next day. And the thing is is that we went in, we went to dinner at the Polynesian and then went to back to the park. It was filled, like you couldn't move. Like Oof. there was like we were there for like maybe a half hour. It was raining too at that, that point. Oh, so then, it's hot. It's already it's a hot, hot rain. Hot rain at night they, and everyone's tired from trying to be you, there for 24 you, and hours. And you're bumping into people trying to get through stuff. Ugh. I mean, it's it was insane. So I'm like, yeah, this was not a good idea. I mean, the idea of 24 hours, like how awesome would that be to be a part of yeah, that? Yeah, the idea versus the reality. reality yes. Oy, I've been here so long. <laughs> That Pluto is now back to being a planet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been here for so long that they're now in phase five of the Marvel movies. (laughs) Been here so long they built Disney World in Mexico. (laughs) Where the Three Amigos ride is a hit. The three caballeros, 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 caballeros. Okay, yeah. All right, folks. Well, hope you enjoyed this program. And if you want to catch us live, you can on Sunday nights from six to nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio in those apps. Don't forget. Since you're perusing through Facebook, go to Geeksters Radio and give us a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. And if you're one of the very lucky people who listen to this in the podcast form and you want to spread the word, tell your friends to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio. Tell them to give it a like and to go to the About section so they can find their own copy. Tell them not to take yours. Yours is special. Let them have their own. You know, they can go to the About section, or they can go to wordswithgeeks.com. It's right to the source, or iTunes. Or now, Google users can download their favorite podcast app, search for Geeksters, and we'll be there for you. And if you want to contact Ed about anything you've seen or heard, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to give the I've been here so long jokes to Sean, you can contact that. <laughs> Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. I would really appreciate that. I would love to get a whole like, Henry got some. I was here so long that day I got hunched over and grew a beard and he mistaked me for a dwarf and gave me a pickaxe. <laughs> you know? 
I have been here for so long, I am now part of the attraction. (laughs) 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 So I will see you next week, folks. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 